Welcome to Make It Happen. My name is Tom Dalton. Each episode will have an inspiring guest tell their story of overcoming obstacles, never settling, and making it happen. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and review. So grab a coffee. Hope you enjoy the pod. Let's go. So welcome to Make It Happen. Uh, my name is Tom Dalton. I'm delighted to say we are on episode number 41 and I'm joined by from the other side of the world. Can you believe it? I'm delighted to say my guest uh, today is Isaac John. Isaac is a, John is a former professional rugby league footballer. John currently is a creative director and co-owner of clothing brand YKTR, You Know the Rules, which was founded in 2016, and he's went on to form another business named YKTR Sports in 2019. Isaac, welcome to the pod, brother. Thanks thanks for having me on, Brian. Thanks for the intro. I loved it. No worries. Hope that's good. I'm sure there's lots more going on in your world other than those things. But um, if we get straight into it, Isaac, um, I'm fascinated from the transition from being a professional sports player to going your next step in your career or life and what that transition was like for you. Um, yeah, like I just, I was someone that was always interested in, in books and learning and self-education. I didn't necessarily always enjoy school, but uh, I was kind of good at it. I just sort of saw it as a, like a memory test. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed reading. Always made me feel, feel, um, made me feel better. And then while I was playing football, I was always injured. So I used to read books about people doing um, coming back from injuries and sort of stuff like that. And just really got into the habit of reading and then started moving into sort of self-development and um, hearing about guys running businesses and stuff. And I used to go to a co- I used to go for a coffee with a guy named Nate Miles uh, once a week and would never talk football. We'd always just talk about his friends that have started businesses and they were flying to LA for meetings and going to New York for a week. And all that sort of stuff really excited me more than playing football. So I kind of knew it was my time to leave. And I kind of knew that's where I wanted to trend towards. And never knew it was going to be YKTR, even though we'd started it. It, but um and it's kind of just evolved out into uh, it is what it is today so man it's been fucking fun i love it and isaac growing up a little bit of like your childhood was there any entrepreneurs in your family or was business just all from the books what you just mentioned nah very blue collar and saying that like my dad was always like he was always up to something not like in a shady way or anything um like he started up a football club because um, at my my junior club they weren't focusing on juniors, so he started up a whole rugby league competition. Uh, he was he used to do um, Cook Island Group, which is a cultural group that I used to be a part of as well. Um, he was always coaching, so he he was always doing something with his spare time. And one thing I learned from him, like whenever he was, and it's probably the biggest trait I picked up from him, whenever he was interested in something, he'd go out and buy everything straight away, and he'd have all the right equipment. So he wanted to be a football coach; he'd have ten footballs. So I was lucky. I got to like walk down to the park with 10 footballs and instead of me kicking one and chasing it and coming back, I was kicking 10 at a time. You know what I mean? And those, those little reps start to add up. So I think that characteristic trait carried over, um, but he was never in it to make money or anything like that. He just really enjoyed community and trying to help the younger generation. So uh, I, I learned that habit from him pretty, pretty quickly just by just sitting there and watching him, to be honest. Brilliant. And Isaac, is there is there much support, I suppose, when you were playing football to now of like what is life after football or the ball stops or what happens? Um, yes and no. Like they try and push you towards that, but you're also um, like a young 20 year old with, with, a, with a bit of money in your pocket. You don't really want to be hearing that type of shit. You think you're 
career is going to be last forever. You think you're going to have a 10 to 12 year career. So they do, but um, there was no one that was really like, there was no one that was really interesting that would come in and talk about as more so like uh, older people coming in. There's no one that I could really relate to that seemed really interesting to me. So they do try and do it, but I think they do it in the wrong way. But also in saying that, like I, I probably wasn't listening too much anyway. I was just happy to be being a football player and getting paid and chasing girls on the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And Isaac, so talk to me, I suppose, that last day of training or football or when you knew, I suppose, that part of your career was over. What like what happened next? How did you get straight into business? Um, so I tried to do too many things. I tried to I had YKTR, didn't really know what I was doing, but I knew we had something there that that um was trying to do drop shipping as well. I just dived into a bunch of online courses, I was trying to do digital marketing agency as well. So I was kind of spread too thin. Um, and just really, I moved back to Penrith, which is um, a suburb here, and, and it was very quiet. Had had the clothes in my spare room. I just, I slept in the other room and got rid of my TV and just sort of really dived into self development, reading, and um, didn't have a TV for a couple of years and just sort of cranked it. And it was a tough time. Like I almost ended up broke. Um, it, was, it was a weird feeling going from like being a six figure football player and then and having six figures for the last six or seven years. And then rolling into a supermarket with gold coins in your hands, like thinking of like, shit, how am I going to get past with like $12 um, for the next week? So um, great experiences though. Like my power got cut out, cut off. Um, my internet got cut off. Like I was having cold showers for like a month because um, I just really wanted to go through that process. And I really, I actually really enjoyed it. Like I never doubt. I just knew, I just go, oh, this is just my time to sort of get through it. And obviously having a sports background and you, you get put in tough situations and stressful situations through um, pre-seasons and stuff like that. I just saw that as my pre-season rolling into business. So, and then saying that, like I could always have gone to my mom and asked for money. I, I wasn't like life or death India up on the street, but I put myself in that scenario mentally where I'm like, I have to get through this or else I'm going to go work a normal job and something I didn't want to do. And Isaac, if some of the listeners I know may be thinking of starting a business. And I think it's one thing that's, especially I need a podcast I listen to, I don't think a lot of people talk enough about the bad times and how to struggles. You did a great video there last week on your um, whiteboard or your flip chart. And just for me, is like the patience and the process. How important is that? Uh, it's everything. It's everything. So uh, a lot of people always come to me and I know this is one of your questions, like what's your best book on business and stuff like that. Like I always reply back, like, well, what was your best book on walking? Like, tell me, tell me your best place, like how to walk. So my biggest lessons from business have come from business. But if you look at a graph and this is a graph you're talking about, like it trends like that, like it starts slow, 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 and it can build up and build up and build up where a lot of people are so used to trading their time for money. If I go to work for eight hours, I'm going to get paid eight hours work. In business, it doesn't really work like that at the start. And I know there's always an exemption to the rule and there's going to be a couple of businesses that take off, but a lot of them trend like that. Like, oh shit, a little bit. And then slowly over time, it starts to take off. So in Australia, it takes about seven years for the average business to turn over a million dollars. So a lot of people, a lot of people think they go, oh, I just want to work for myself now. I'm going to get into entrepreneurship. And then they sort of realize, oh, they, they think they go, oh, I'm going to have so much more time on my hands, more money. And what they realize is you actually get less time and less money on your hands, especially in that early phase as well. So it's a bit of a shock and you just got to sort of deal with that, but understand that as well. And there's two types of business owners. So for example, um, so a lot of business owners are more so just self-employed for them to make money. They have to be at work. 
we're an actual business owner. If I removed myself from my KTR for two weeks and I went to Ireland, for, for example, um, the business would continue to roll, continue to generate income. To, um, we've got staff and we've built the right business where I don't really have to be here. So that's the difference between, there's two types of business owners. So there's a lot of people that are self-employed, that they call themselves business owners and technically they are, but if, if they're away sick for two days, their business doesn't make money. So um, understanding that difference was, was a big part of it as well. And Isaac, was was there a big turning point then when you talk about the cold showers and then did like, do you remember the point where YKTR just like clicked and I suppose purchases start happening and the brand just start growing? Um, not really. There wasn't like this one time where I'm just going like, shit, here we are. It's just kind of just been this steady progression. And, and it's always a, the, the funny thing about clothes is like, like I'm planning for next winter. I'm trying to sell something now and I'm trying to get rid of, I'm trying to get rid of old stock. I'm trying to market this current stock and then I'm trying to plan for the future stock as well. So when I look at my business journey now, it's like, oh, I appreciate where I've come from. I'm in this spot right now. And this is how I envisioned it two years ago. But then I'm also, my mind's like two, three years from now. Like, how can I add to this? How can I make YKTR sports better? How can we hire the right staff? How can we get the right talent in that? So there's, you've always like playing, like, I'm grateful to be where I am right now. Don't get, don't get me wrong, but I'm also planning for the future as well. So think of it like close. So say if we drop this hoodie here, um, this is Stone Island one anyway, so it's not ours. Um, if we drop this hoodie here, like I've, I've seen this for like eight months. So when this goes to market and we start to promote it, everyone's like, fuck. Even though it's just a hoodie, people are like, oh, I love that color. I love that color. But in my mind, I've already seen it for the past eight, eight months. And that's kind of what this business journey is like. It's like, in my mind, I've already seen YKTR sports play out and we've got platforms and, and people are buying our clothes. I've already seen it in my mind. So when I get to that point when it actually happens in the present, it just feels the same. It just feels like, oh, I should have been here before. So it, it's a weird it's a weird little um, analogy, but it's kind of the best one I can think of on the spot. And Isaac, I've been following you for a while, and especially when I came across your podcast when I was in New Zealand road trip. And um, do, are you big on visualization and the power of like goals and setting goals, or just talk to our listeners a little bit about that? Love it, love it. Um, I've got goals in the back of my wallet every single day. Start of the year, sort of halfway through the year, I write down goals, and it's kind of weird. It's like once they start to play out, like you envision them in your head, and once they sort of play out and they become real. Um, it's, it's a crazy feeling, man. It's euphoric and it gets like, shit, I just need to set bigger goals next time. Like A lot of the goals that I set weren't big enough, but at the time they felt like they were massive. So I'm uh, kind of into all that sort of stuff. And I've seen it play out enough to, to sort of vouch for it as well. So, man, I've always got goals. Yeah. And Isaac, just, just a little bit. Of, I'm sure like when YKTR uh, started off, I'm sure you were packing the boxes, doing the deliveries, you name it, sales, ordering. What was it like, I suppose, growing a team? You mentioned staff there. Was Did you find that challenging or easy? Um, easy. So I've never had a, held a job interview. I've kind of, there's this thing called people luck. So if you create like the right vibe or the right energy, the sort of right people come into your life. And that's sort of how our staff's been. So Natasha was the first person I hired. She just helped me. She was my friend before. She helped me out. And then Lukey come in, Jackson come in, Scope come in. Um, it's just kind of always been the right people at the right time. And one thing I learned last week, and I'm really big into like this universe thing at the moment is balance. Like the universe is constantly searching for balance. And um, for every great staff member you have, you're always going to have one that's not as good. For every great student you have, there's always going to be one that's not as good. So if you're always constantly trying to chase those great staff members, um, it's just not going to work. Something's going to be out of balance. You look at super teams in, in the NBA, um, they don't last for too long because they're too lopsided in terms of talent. 
you need to be somewhere along that. So I've started to realize that as well for every great staff member that we have, the other person's going to balance them out with talent. So they might not be good at these certain things, but they're great in these other areas as well. So um, that's the balance I'm trying to look for now. And, and it's kind of working out at the moment. So, but um, I do want to get bigger and I do know I'm going to have to start taking job interviews pretty soon, but I'm excited about it. Yeah, man, it's fantastic. And do you find Isaac, I don't know, maybe it's the, it's a different style over here, but I think a lot of people are driven by money and the monetary aspect and stuff like that. So would you say it's nearly the person is more important than like their salary expectations? Um, Yeah. And like I, we, we have, pretty open conversations here like i don't i'm never going to put a ceiling cap on anyone's earning capacity here and i think that's important to hear because i'm sitting on podcasts and going build multiple streams of revenue and don't be in a job that that's got a ceiling on your earning capacity and if i'm not providing those opportunities for my own staff members i'm fucking hypocrite you know what i mean so uh, money money's money's cool and but what money is is actually a unit of service so the more units of service that you can provide the more that you're going to get so i always say this to the boys like if every phone focuses on yktr everyone puts all the efforts into yktr the rising tide raises all ships so if the rising tide is yktr everyone's individual ships are just going to go higher and higher and higher and your units of service that the universe is going to give it it's just going to be more like if you name five of the richest people right now um they've they've been able to provide a service at scale that's why they're billionaires and they get the units which is money so people need to understand that as well and the better service that you can provide and the more rare your service skill is or the more scalable your service skill is you're just going to make more money so i we we have those lessons within yktr and we talk about money lessons and stuff as well so brilliant yeah yeah, and we've only just started doing these whiteboard sessions but i think it's important I found when I was in football, when I was hanging around footballers, we'd only talk about a certain type of thing. And then once we, once I'd start to talk about these other things, like people wouldn't really know what I'm talking about. And I was just talking about books. Um, but I kind of want to create these conversations within our staff as well. Because I find if our at work right now, we just talk about content, like content, content, content. And that's our job. We need to focus on that. But I want some diverse conversations about like money and, and, and ideas and how to build businesses. I want these types of conversations. And I was just sort of sitting around, like couldn't really have them with too many people, but I'm just going to kind of force these lectures onto the boys. Hey, boys, grab a pen and paper, sit down. I've got you for half an hour. So, yeah. And I'm recording them all at the moment too. So everyone else is going to see them as well. Because one of my most common requests is like, come on, can I come follow you around in the office for a day? So this is just going to give that little inside look to that as well. Brilliant. And Isaac, um, you just mentioned content there. If I transition for a moment, will you just talk to me a little bit about social media and how, I suppose, important that has been to yourself and the business? Huge, huge. Um, wouldn't be where we are without social media. Now, it would have been so hard to start a business back in the day, like, especially a clothing business. You would have had to go to China, find the manufacturer, and then try and get your stuff into stores and build a brand off the back of that. Man, social media is everything everything I've benefited off has been off the back of it as well. And it's also how to use it as well. It's all social media is, is a tool. And like, if I gave you a hammer, you could, um, you could go kill someone with that hammer or you could build a house. So a lot of, a lot of people are going like, Oh, social media is bad, like bullying and all this sort of shit as well. And there's so much negative stuff on social media. Social media is just showing you what you want to see. The algorithm is just showing you what you want to see. So if you're starting to save positive posts or, or entrepreneurship posts, um, that's going to show that sort of stuff in front of you. If you're diving into media stuff or fair stuff or, or that sort of negative shit, 
It's just going to show you what you want to see. Whatever you're liking, the algorithm is going to put that in front of you. And of course, it's going to seem negative because you're buying into negative content. So like I said, uh, social media is a tool and you can use that tool however you want to. And Isaac, do you, is it hard for you, I try and ask my guests like to step away from YKT or a turn off or is your mind always going, that entrepreneurial brain, what's next? Um, no, I've, I've learned to turn off and I've, I feel like I'm a lot more efficient. So um, yeah, like early on, I could not switch off. Like I honestly operate on three hours sleep. I had this fear that's like, if I don't work hard, someone else is going to be working harder than me and all that sort of shit. Um, but I found that I used to I listen to a guy called Naval Ravikant a little bit and um, listen to him on Joe Rogan experience from a couple of years ago. And he said, he makes everything just sound easy. Like, and I feel that's an effective form of communication. And he sort of said one time, like a smart business person can have twice the output with half the effort. And I'm, I'm, I was very much in the Gary V school of, um, of entrepreneurship, like just go bang, bang, bang in your face. Fuck it. Here we go. And I felt I like after a year or two, like I'd have four or five days where like I couldn't get up out of bed. Like I could, obviously this sounds a little bit dramatic, but I was just sleepy. Like I'd wake up for two hours, have food, sleep, sleep, sleep. And I, I find I don't really have those anymore. So like you should, you should be paid on value, not time. So why Brian O'Driscoll could get paid a lot more than anyone else? Because while he was on that field for 80 minutes, he could produce a lot more than someone else. You know what I mean? So value is more important than time. If I'm always trading time for money, man, you just that's how people get in the rat race. That's what they call the rat race. I'm trading time for money. If I don't go there, I don't get the money in return. Once you get paid for your value and not your time, um, you become a lot more free. I spend a lot of time in the morning on myself, um, go for runs, working out at the moment, doing 75 hard. Um, at nighttime, I don't really talk time of myself and I just find it like super peaceful and then when I do come to work I'm, I'm ready to work yeah I was gonna ask Isaac what is it I suppose how important is being like physically and mentally well to to run yourself in the business how important is that to you um of like if you follow my journey I've fluctuated like sometimes I look back on photos like I'm like pretty chubby um like fucking got bags underneath my eyes but I'm just burning the candle at both ends I'll be like cranking it for the week and then I'll go out on the bender Friday Saturday and um, rock up Monday, dusty, come good Wednesday, come like in that cycle. And over this past like month, by just by doing this little challenge, I found everything sort of just like, feel a lot calmer. The business is calmer. All the staff are really firing at the moment. Individually, I've made more money than I've had in a long, long time. Um, I'm like happy. I'm like neutral. I don't know. It's just this like, you just can't have both. You can't have both. In my, you, you can do it for a little bit and you see football players that can like play football and party for a bit and they seem to kill it. And then after a while, it just seems to catch up for you. The world's on, obviously always looking for balance. So um, over this past 25 days or months, it's just been nice and calm. It's, it's good. Nice, nice. And Isaac, I just, I read in a book that you actually recommended. I saw it on your Instagram, uh, The One Thing. Um, which uh, it was really good. I get stuck into it. And I suppose you have been as an entrepreneur, is it hard for you to maybe challenge yourself and focus on other things? Or are you always looking at maybe what's the next business? Like I'm thinking of the blueprint. I'm thinking of the videos you're creating and the other online courses, or is that just all part of Isaac John and YKTR? Um, if I just focused on YKTR by itself, I'd get so bored. I'd probably leave it to be honest, okay. even though I do own it. Like I get, I get a kick out of doing multiple things and sometimes it, it suffers like probably two years ago, like YKTR was starting a downward trend in terms of sales. It's because my focus wasn't there as well. So I do like doing multiple things as well. It keeps me excited. 
Um, I feel like I've got some really good ideas. So I just really want to execute them as well. I'll probably launch three new businesses in the next 12 months as well. It just gets me, this is just fun for me. Like I love doing this. Same way people love to go play golf for free. I love to like sit down and, and think of a business idea and, and how can I scale it and, and who can I hire and stuff like that. So I find it fun. And I read a tweet the other day, like businesses, my competitive edge in business is like, I actually enjoy it. Like it's hard to beat someone that you, that, that that enjoys it. But we had a guy, Cameron Smith here in rugby league, and he'd go down as the greatest ever. And he just enjoyed playing football. Like after he played 400 plus games and just really enjoyed it. And it's hard to beat someone that enjoys what they're doing. Yeah. So after that time slot's done, that once you clock out in terms of work hours, you just keep doing it for fun. So this is what I do. Yeah, and brilliant. And I think it's it's nearly that state of flow. Like once you're enjoying it, as you say, you're going to have passion and drive towards that. Um, Isaac, if I just flip some questions at you that I fire at some of my guests. Um, when you think of success, how would you define that? I've got a quote I'm known for for this is that first five seconds in the morning. So are you excited to get up or not? That's it. Simple. Every I like it. I like it. Yeah. And then like you, a lot of people know the difference between a Saturday and a Monday. Cause when you wake up in the morning, you're like, fuck, I've got work today. My, my, my days are all the same. I'm excited to get up. So like I get up at four every morning. People ask why I'm just, I'm just excited. I want to get up. And Isaac, just on that, are you conscious of your sleep? Are you going to bed early? Like, or. Yeah. Um, like I was talking to my mom yesterday and she's like, fuck, you look so much more healthier. And I was like, I go to bed at seven 38. Like nothing's really happening on normal TV or like I've, I've done my reading and stuff throughout the day. So my body just sort of goes, all right, time for bed. And I just sort of shut it off. So I go to bed about eight and yeah, get up at four. So I still get my eight hours. Love it, love it. Um, Isaac, just regrets. Now, I, for your most optimistic and positive person, which is great, and it can feel your energy coming through this. But what are your thoughts when it comes to regrets? Um, I wish I started earlier. Like, I wish I left football a lot earlier. Uh, I remember, like, playing and just going, fuck, I didn't even enjoy this, but the money was good. Um, I wish I just had the courage to leave a little bit earlier, and I would have been two years ahead of my entrepreneur journey. You know what I mean? So... At that time, Facebook ads were really pumping and I didn't really figure out Facebook ads till a little bit later. So I think those um, return on ad spends would have been a lot more fun to play around with. Uh, regrets, regrets. I don't, yeah, I don't really dwell too much in the past. I think it shapes you into who you are. Uh, every, every part of my life I've really enjoyed. So it's been like I'm one of the luckier ones, I think. It's awesome, man. Really good, really good. Um, I love that five seconds in the morning answer. That's really good. I'm making notes here as you go through them. Um, future, we talk, you talked a little bit. Um, next, I suppose, businesses, what, what are you looking at? What areas? Is it crypto? Is it online? Is it all online or is it anything maybe? Uh, yeah, so obviously we can build out like a female arm to our business right now. So um, not just make female clothes, but obviously try and make an impact on the top of that. So you build media company on top and it filters down into clothes i'm pretty passionate about that um got some people in mind that could potentially roll straight into it um couple online stuff as well like i'll come from new zealand and my hometown's got the highest youth suicide rate in the country per capita for like teenagers and stuff like that we wouldn't mind building a business that you can build a great business and but then like your cause would be to roll out free education off the back of that so that's sort of something that I'm interested in right now and I'm talking to a few people about back in New Zealand. So I wouldn't mind trying to leave an impact through that. And a couple smaller ones, like nothing. One's in apparel still. Um, 
got offered equity in that. So I'll probably jump into that pretty soon. So it's starting to get pretty fun. It's, it's one of those points where, um, you know, like obviously the law of cause and effect and I've been working away for so long that I'm starting to get opportunities and almost, almost crippled by opportunities. I'm at the point now where I can turn down um, business opportunities as well, which is also exciting. So it's, oh, and also it reminds me when you play good football, like you don't have to go looking for contracts, contracts sort of start to come looking for you. So I'm in that sort of point right now. Um, I've just got to pick the right ones. Yeah, that's awesome. So just Isaac, again, if people are out there hustling and working away and doing the right things, you think the right people come into you at the right time, the contacts? Always, always. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You just can't explain it. It's just the vibration. Like if you like, like attracts like. So if you're putting out positive vibes or, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't, preach positive vibes i think neutral's the way to be um the balance and i'm really big into this book called the Kabbalion, where it talks about the seven principles of um the universe uh the hermetic teachings from from like back in egypt back in the day i really love that stuff and it took i've read the book three four times didn't really get it i'm starting to understand it now so like vibe like vibrations attract vibrations as well and the hard thing is i'm reading this book right now i'll send it through to you after um, he talks about he's actual Russell Wilson's mental coach, and he talks about negativity is seven times seven times um, more like you you attracted negativity seven times more than positivity. So it you takes know what it takes. Yeah, oh, that's the book. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the book. That's yeah, very good. It's such a it's it, it's a bit crazy that like when you think about it, you're talking about a book I've just read. We're now on a Zoom. You're in Sydney. I'm in Dublin. It's amazing how things connect. Mm, it's crazy um isaac i'm conscious of your time so i appreciate it i just want to hover over a couple of things um why ktr sports will you just will you tell the listeners how that came about and what it is um sort of built off the back of so in australia we've got a thing called poppy syndrome and most media outlets have it where they sort of just bag players and they created this massive divide between players and fans and fans got to realize that players were once fans as well so we get it so there was this massive media in the more massive media war in the middle that used to dictate how the message got out so if you if you treat media like chinese whispers so if you've got 20 people in chinese whispers and and i whispered to you by the time it gets around like the story always seems to change somehow. So we just really wanted to build a cool platform. Initially, we wanted to be like a complex slash vice. We create shows like that. Um, but I think we'll end up being more like a Barstool Sports, which is a big American company. And if I was just listening to their um, CEO last night talk about four years ago, like they didn't really have P&L sheets or they didn't have any structure. No one was on contracts. Um, I just see us being like that, just an alternative to mainstream media where um, it's more fan to player direct. So I think that's the way, the great thing about the internet is breaking down that wall. So uh, play, players can talk to fans. I just want to build that relationship back up and build some really cool shows and just do it in our own way. Brilliant. That's cool. Um, you mentioned during this interview, investing. How important would you say to listeners like investing in yourself or doubling down on going on a course or reading books? Um, probably the reason I sit here today is because I spent money on, on my brain. So I have this thing called your soul account. So every bank account I have 10% that goes into, oh, so I got mind, body, and soul. Uh, 10% of every dollar that I earn goes into my mind account. So um, I'm spending 10 cents of, out of every dollar on, on education, on books, on online seminars. Um, I spent like 7K Aussie last week on online courses through Dr. John Martini, And that's because I'd, 
over the course of the year, I've just been stacking money, stacking money, buying books, buying, buying audio books. Um, and I had like 10K sitting in there. So I'm like, oh, fuck, I've got money here to buy a course. Um, I just bought a couple of his ones as well. So investing into your brain is, is key. It's key. Brilliant. Like if, I love it. I if, love the smartest, if the smartest people in the world are reading books, like it's, <laughs> it's pro- probably should be reading books, you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I also think it's important to go back to a book. If a book resonates a lot with you, maybe rereading it a second or a third time. For me, I'm dyslexic, so it, it often helps me to digest it that much more the second time. 100%. Like you should only read 100 books over and over again. Like You know what I mean? Like There's times I'll read a book, and if I'm halfway through and it's not hitting, I'll just close it and, and throw it away. Like People get scared about that. Like, oh, I have to finish this book because I paid for it. The author don't give a fuck. He's just got his money. Like, yeah. Just don't be, don't be scared to put the book away and then start a new one. Because then people won't start a new book because they haven't finished their old book. I'm not like that. If I don't like it, boom, see you later. Where's yeah. my next one? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, so just last a uh, few cup, uh, quick fire questions here, Isaac. Um, does there any advice or quotes? What's like one of the best pieces you've ever been given by someone that stands out to you? Um, I think I'm very, very Gary V orientated, and he said one one time that you're gonna die one day. <laughs> pretty pretty stoic outlook on life, and it's so true. Like um, like I don't think life should last forever. Like imagine imagine a movie that never stopped. Imagine a song that went on forever. Imagine a, a, a game of football that just didn't stop going. Like there's meant to be an end to life because it makes you appreciate the time that you have. Imagine having sex but you couldn't climax. Just imagine that. Like everything needs a start and an end. And life's one of those things as well. But the key is to just enjoy that that little middle part there from beginning to end. You've got to enjoy it somehow because no one gets out alive. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Um, dropping bombs here, knowledge bombs. Um, last couple here. If you could have a meal with any five people, dead or alive, around the table, who would it be? Uh, Gary V would be one. Obviously, just to say thank you and sort of change my life. Kobe Bryant would be another one. He's sort of my favorite athlete, sort of dive into that mumba mentality that he sort of talks about. I think, that, think that's transferable. Um, my Nana Faye. Never got to meet her. I got, got to meet all my other grandparents. She died a couple of years before I was born. My mom used to say she was a great lady, so she'd be awesome. Will Smith. I always find Will Smith really interesting. Uh, I think very unassuming as well. So someone that plays a comedian and character and a rapper, they can talk to you from an intellectual standpoint. I find those people really interesting when they've got so many layers to them. Uh, last one, Naval Ravikant. He's the sort of investor that I touched on a little bit earlier. He just makes life seem easy. So Sweet. I'd love to have access to those types of people. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to do some research on uh, that dude. Um, and perfect. Um, last couple here. Sorry, I know I've said last couple a few times now. Um, is there any books or podcasts or applications that have helped you as an entrepreneur that stand out to you? Um, at the moment, one that's really just a little bit lately through a business is one called Measure What Matters. So they talk about things called OKRs, which are objective key results. And it's more so like how to map out a plan. So I'm doing that 75 hard right now. I've, I've used that for there. So you set a goal and then um, you sort of map it out from there. So that's a really good book. Um, wouldn't be for everyone, but I think if you're at that point where you want to level up and you want a bit of structure, um, I feel like all good businesses have structure, all good teams have st- all good successful sports teams have a structure. I feel like that's really important. So I'm really enjoying that one at the moment. I mean, um, in terms of books, I always reflect on how to win friends and influ- influence people by Dale Carnegie. Uh, if you think business, business is you're, you're selling to people. 
you know, people forget that even then, even though we sell online, you can not even talk to someone before you buy off YKTR. People sort of res- really resonate with people. I just go, I walk past two coffee shops to go to a third coffee shop now. Like it's the third one away from my house because the guy's really nice to me. He just goes, Hey, and that's, that's what business is in my opinion. And, and the, even though we're going to go more techie and more techie and more internet-y and all this sort of stuff like that, people are still going to resonate with people. That's why people support sports teams because it makes them feel a certain way. People support businesses because it makes them feel a certain way. And if you can make people feel good, I think you're going to have a pretty good business. Awesome. Awesome, man. Listen, it's been fantastic. Isaac, um, first of all, thank you so much for your time, brother. I really do appreciate it. I know you're a busy man and the knowledge. I can't wait back to listen back to this to make even more notes. It's been a pleasure. Um, where can people stay connected with you on YKTR? Um, so you can just find me on Instagram at IICE underscore pretty confusing. I just, my first ever Instagram name, I'm kind of just stuck with it. Um, yeah. Follow us from there. YKTR is all in my bio and stuff and find us on YouTube as well, making a fuckload of content and hopefully you guys enjoy it. Brilliant. Listen, brother, if I don't get to see you for a Guinness in Sydney or when you're in Dublin, uh, I wish you all the best, my man. Uh, Guinness is a tough drink. <laughs> <laughs> too heavy for you, is it? Oil, yeah. It's, well, it takes too long to pour for one. That's, that's when you know it's not good. Well, a cold bevy then. Anyway, we'll go for a nice lager or something. All right, brother. Thanks. Cheers, man. Time. Thanks. So-